Hello everybody and welcome to Bite-Sized Chunks of Faith. My name is John O'Pierce and in this podcast I want to share how having a Christian faith has brought hope and meaning and purpose to my life. In today's podcast I want to explore how Christians are sometimes called to look at the world in a different way. And in order to explore this idea I'm going to read you a little passage from the Bible and then I'm going to share some thoughts about it. And the passage that I've chosen from the Bible is from the Old Testament. It's from the first part of the Bible and it's from the first book of Samuel chapter 16 and it begins at verse 1. And it's all about how God chose a certain person to be king of Israel. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horns with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I've chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? Saul will hear about it and kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You're to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, Do you come in peace? Samuel replied, Yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then made Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered, but he is tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him, we will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent and had him brought in. He was ruddy with a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. He is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. There are some people who have the most inspiring and powerful way of looking at the world. And in the work that I do as a church minister, I'm lucky to meet some of them on my daily round, sometimes living and dealing with very challenging circumstances. But dealing with those circumstances with a cheerfulness and grace that's rooted in a deep Christian faith.
Only yesterday, I spent some time in a nursing home visiting someone close to the end of this life's journey. And I was just awe-inspired by the people looking after him in that nursing home. The way they tended so gently and lovingly to all his needs, spoke words of reassurance, love and comfort, and encouraged him in every way they could. Today's Bible reading is about a different way of looking at the world. And the biblical perspective, I believe, is a really important antidote to the despair that seems to surround our world at the present time. Everywhere we seem to look, there is evidence of war and conflict. There's disaster, there's recession. And we continue to make our way very cautiously out of this global pandemic that's had such a huge impact on the lives of ordinary people all around the globe. And in the light of all that we are seeing in the world at the present time, it strikes me that the message of hope and love that lies at the heart of the Christian gospel, this message is needed more than at any time before. It is that hope of, of transformation, of a new kingdom being ushered in where God's rule will prevail that can bring possibility and hope and, and really give the Christian church the resolve to see new life emerge from the ashes. The Bible reading that I'm considering today asks us to look at the world differently to others and to say yes to that alternative way in our daily lives. We're asked to believe in a God who loves us beyond our wildest imagination. And while it's possible to see him love others in that way, often the hardest job we have is in convincing ourselves that he could love us in this way too. And that's why I believe the Bible is such a help to us, because it reiterates this divine message over and over again. And that's also why the church, when it functions well, is such a blessing, as people have the capacity to encourage one another on this alternative way and to reveal something of the amazing love of God to one another. The church is a place where worship can raise our hearts and minds to a new reality that's hope-filled and allow light to enter our darkness. So to give a little bit of background to this Bible reading I'm thinking about today, Samuel, who was Israel's last judge, was asked by the Lord to consecrate or to appoint Israel's new king after the decline of King Saul. And he was asked to choose the new king from among the sons of Jesse. King Saul had been a very powerful and influential king in his early reign, but then he started turning away from God's ways. He became jealous and paranoid, and he had his kingdom eventually taken away by God, and his life spiralled more and more out of control. But the first thing that I notice in this Bible reading today is just how prayerfully Samuel prepared for this task. He spent time with God consecrating himself and Jesse's family. He wanted 
to repent or to say sorry of any wrongdoing in his life that might cloud his judgment. And as they arrive at a sacrifice, he looks around him at all Jesse's sons in front of him, and he thinks that he spots his man when he sees Eliab. And the Lord speaks these really important words to Samuel, which I believe are are vitally important for all of us today. He says, don't consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outer appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Anybody who listens to this podcast will know that I'm a bit of a rugby fan. And whenever the All Blacks come to town to play rugby, they have a famous Maori tribal dance called the haka, which is a formidable spectacle. These proud New Zealanders use the haka as a way of throwing down their marker. And they're powerful athletes, they're strong, they're athletic, and as they square up to do this dance, even seeing it happen in front of you must put the wind of fear into the opposition. Most of us feel intimidated by displays of strength or aggression. And yet the Lord reminds us of the importance of looking deeper at things like character and integrity. Often underneath the bluster and the aggressive displays that we can see in people's behaviours are very broken and, and despairing individuals who see that the only way forward is to make people afraid of them. I'm always moved in this story by the way that Jesse makes seven of his sons pass by Samuel and none of them are the one that the Lord has chosen. What do you do when you reach the end of the line and the position is not filled? Well, what you do is you pray and you ask the question, are there any more sons who are not here? And it turns out that yes, there is. The youngest son, who's called David, is out minding sheep in the field. And interestingly, it is this humble shepherd who's the one that the Lord has chosen to be the king of Israel. So we might wonder, what does all of this say to the church? What does it say to people who are keen to follow Jesus' way in their lives? I think it says something about being careful or the need to beware of of simply plugging holes. As we gradually re-emerge from this lockdown and we try to reimagine a new normal, whenever gaps appear in the church's life, we're very often inclined to do our best to fill them as quickly as we can without necessarily asking the Lord, is this what he wants us to do? Is this actually the right person for this particular task? Or do we just want someone? Do we just want anyone to fill that hole so that things may continue as they are? Because Samuel was sensitive to God's leading, he was able to think beyond the box. 
to look at the world in a different way, and to be patient and to wait until he had found the right person for the task. I believe it must have taken real courage to do that. So maybe it's important to remind ourselves today, as we listen to this podcast, that the Lord looks at things differently to the way that we do. It's not always just about filling gaps and doing things as we've always done them. So I wonder, and I'm going to leave you with a question at the end of this podcast episode, how can we do all that we can to pray and to be obedient and to seek to do things in God's way? Have a think about that. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening. And if you were kind enough to hit follow or subscribe or even leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. Join me again next week for another bite-sized chunk of faith.